My life is a direct reflection of what I'm willing to accept. I am allowed to change whenever the fuck I want. If I want to rip and run and sit on dick to dick to dick to dick, bitch, I'm going to fucking do that. I'm allowed to do that. Okay? And guess what? After I sit on 50 land dicks, if I want to be in a relationship and I want to settle down with someone, I'm allowed to fucking do that. You are allowed to change your mind at any point in time, no matter what you've been through. Okay? You have that power. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the No Boundaries Podcast, where the facts are facts and opinions hurt people's feelings. Please remember, rate, review us, subscribe, all that good shit, iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play. I still don't know what it is that you do on Spotify, but whatever it is, you would you please go and do that? And today is officially December 1st, which means that everything you were eating on November 28th, it's time to throw that shit out. Them leftovers is done, bucko. You can't Throw take that them. shit in the trash. You can't take them to work with you tomorrow. They done, bucko. It ain't even debatable. Th- just throw it away. Throw the throw the Tupperware. Don't even watch, take it out the Tupperware. Just throw the whole Tupperware away. Just just trash it all. I don't know why people be trying to, to be trying to. First of all, you start cooking the food on Wednesday, anyways. So you okay. try you trying to stretch this Thanksgiving food out for that long? Come on, fam. But ain't tripping, bro. They ain't tripping. I got, I got the legendary Willie F with me. And the F stands for Baby Yoda. <laughs> Still going strong, buddy. Still, Still going, going strong. strong. I didn't give it no dams. Bruh. Pressing all kind of buttons and shit. <laughs> how, you, how many episodes you seen? I just I just watched the fourth one today. So I'm all caught okay, up. Okay, okay, okay. Okay, good. Okay, I, I need... Uh, Rick, Rick and Morty come on tonight, too. I need to... I'm pretty much caught up with. I really don't like watching show. That's why I haven't watched Watchmen. I don't like, you know, I don't like, I don't like binging. But then again, I really don't like watching shows. Like I like to, I like, like, like I watch Peaky Blinders. But I'm glad Peaky Blinders, you know, it comes all in one time. And then I kind of watch it when I feel like it, and I'll get to the end. Like I kind of like having control of when I can finish a show, because uh, I don't like binging like that. So it kind of sucks that I have to do episode after episode of Mandalorian. Um, I'd like to not do that. So I'm not going to do that with Watchmen. I'm just going to wait for Watchmen to be over. I haven't seen an episode yet. See, Watchmen seems like it has a whole stream of consciousness from episode to episode to episode. So you kind of all you kind of need to catch you two or three in a row to be like, okay, this is what's going on. Because like, like even with The Mandalorian, like it's kind of like, okay, this happens in this episode. This happens in this episode. Kind of like individual events. But, uh, the it subplots. really feels like a series. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I like, I like the theory. It's a lot. It's a theory going around that that's not Yoda. The Yoda we know, they're saying like that we don't know if that's Yoda yet. Like we're saying baby Yoda, but we don't know if that's Yoda yet. So with me being not a huge Star Wars guy, like the first Star Wars movie I saw was, I don't know, maybe like two years ago. Uh, ever like my son, he watches Star Wars. I don't, but um, mm-hmm. I don't know much about Star Wars. I I know the characters. I kind of know some of their history, uh, but. For the most part, I mean, I think that the Mandalorian would get would get people hooked to Star Wars, but then again, I don't know. I think Mandalorian is just better than most of the Star Wars stuff I've seen in general. But that's just me. I'm not a I'm not a big fan of Star Wars. I like Star Trek. I, I what was the last um 
last Star Wars movie. I can't remember the last one that was in theaters. I want to see. And it was pretty good. I'm I'm a fan of the later work because I just didn't get on the boat earlier. It's too much. I, that's some shit I'm not catching up on. I'll, I'll pass. I'll pass. Understandable. But anyways, man, how'd you feel about that introduction? All good jokes contain truth. Mm. And she is what a good joke. She is a good joke. She is. But to, but to me, listening Man. to that, I was like, you do have a point. You can ride 50 lemon dicks and then decide to get on the straight and narrow. You can do that. That's a choice you can make. But the men that have been watching you ride these 50 lemon dicks, they don't have to choose you. What type of, uh, I'm glad you said that. Um, what type of man do you think would choose her? Uh, uh, um, a man that has really low self-esteem and he's going to use mm-hmm. her popularity to kind of boost his own to make him, mm-hmm. to make him cool. Yeah. Yeah. For everybody listening that don't, that don't, that they don't know who that was. I believe uh, that was, um, I don't even know what her IG name is, but I know it's Brittany Renner. Um, I believe she wrote a tell all. Yeah. I forgot what the tell all was called, but, uh, Snitching. I believe she had some, um, yeah, basically snitching. Um, I believe she had some information on there about some um, some rappers and some other celebrities, and um, I saw that you know that clip, and I I, I believe that that was on her Snapchat story. Um, me personally, like I agree with you. I mean, you know, yeah, in twenty nineteen, I'm a firm believer in you know, I've, I've accepted the times that we're in. I've accepted it to the point where like. I know that it's going downhill. When I hear her say stuff like that, I don't really think that she's a part of a group of women that is rare. Like, I believe she represents, you know, probably 50, 60% of the women out here that are attractive. Um, Or, you know, we would, you know, your average man would consider attractive if they're into like fit yellow bones or whatever. it's a sad state we're in, bro. Like, I don't know if you saw the um, the post from earlier. I think it was a pretty solid post, and it you know it had me thinking uh, about some of the stuff that we we spoke about uh, when I when I talk about. We always get the question, you know, what is it gonna take in order to like make things better in the dating world, and. Um, the post earlier uh, pointed out that with the person stated with 45% of Americans being single, you would assume it's easier than ever to find a mate. Seems people's own self-interest take priority over starting traditional families. Nowadays, patience and uh, compatibility levels are low. It's a cultural shift. I simply do not understand. And my favorite part of that was when she said it's a cultural shift. And um, once again, that's why I'm not really, mad at Brittany about what she's saying. I mean, she's a part of this cultural shift. She is the culture. So when guys see stuff like that, in my honest opinion, I don't think that they should just keep swiping. I think that they need to realize that what you're looking at right here is, um, is that's a reality that a lot of people are, are dealing with from, you know, from a man's perspective. Um, and it got me to thinking, you know, you said the type of man that would be interested in her is the type of man that's probably low self-esteem and probably a narcissist because he's only really worried about himself in the grand scheme of things because he'd be worried about boosting his own 
uh, image. Um, do you consider Britney uh, high value or low value? Um, and do you think that Britney is the type of woman that is highly desirable from a personality and look standpoint? I would consider Britney, <clears throat> I would say she's high value from a look standpoint. Granted, you know, all the all the social media videos we see, you know, you have makeup and filters or whatever. But, you know, aesthetically, she looks like she takes care of herself. So she's high value from a look standpoint. Personality, that's going to be that's going to be subjective because some people like mm -hmm. that, that, that loud, boisterous personality. Some people like something a little bit more reserved. That's going to be subjective for me. It's, it's going to be a no because I, I, I don't I don't like that. You know, you come with this. I'm not going to say it's negative energy. But over the top energy. I'm more of a calm, cool, collected type person. I, I do a lot of analysis before I even speak most of the time. So somebody that, that just comes in that's real boisterous, who kind of flies off the handle quickly. Like, like I don't even know who she's ranting at in this video. I know. I know. Me neither. And, and so, see, me, I would have I taken more of a subtle approach and broke it down. Might even said the more same, same thing she said, but it would have just came off in a more calm and direct manner because when you yell at people you don't get your point across to me yeah, you just, but, you're, just, you're just saying your point loudly you're just saying it loudly and not and if you're and if you're too loud i'm just gonna tune you out but as an overall i would say that she's low value and i'm saying that she's low value because she seems easy to get and not from you know the standard point like joe blow off the street or or jay brooks from no boundaries podcast could just walk up and get her but that's my value system. I don't want something that's easy to get. Like in this day and age, sex is easy to get. And therefore, I'm wanting it less and less. Because I could hit up a rando and five and six text messages in. I could have her coming through the cuddle. You know, and, and, and since it's so easy to get, I don't want anything that's easy to get. Because if, if it's easy for me, it's going to be easy for Will. It's going to be easy for Keith. It's going to be easy for Trash Ass Ed. Oh, he married. Never mind. But it's just going to be easy. And I don't want easy. And when wow. I when I look into, when I look at, I, I, I messed that up. You know, shout out to my boy. When I, when I look into my, look at, when I look into, you know, what my values and what I want in a wife, it's not going to be easy. It's going to be hard to come by. I understand that because I understand that some things worth having take a little more energy than just, hey, you want to do this thing or what? I, yeah, th that makes sense. Um, I, I like I like the term, you know, I like high value and low value uh, because uh, as I've gotten older, I've realized that um, from a standpoint of first world um, relationships, um value is, is value is pretty important uh to simplify you know in my opinion value is is simply usefulness um when i'm thinking about uh and i remember i, I, I shot y'all a text yesterday now I, I basically you know just to put it blunt i do believe that um when it comes to conditional and unconditional love whatever i believe that your usefulness is going to determine everything in a relationship these days and um for somebody like me uh, I don't care if I was a millionaire. I don't care who I was, you know, Joe Blow, like you said. Um, I don't really see what usefulness Britney has, a woman like Britney has. And when I say that, I mean somebody, you know, and, and I don't know Britney. I don't, I, 
for all we know, man, everything she says could be a lie. She could be putting on an act. Who knows? This shit could just be for clicks. Uh, nowadays, that that is the case a lot of the times. Um, I just don't find the value in somebody that thinks that being a whore is the way to go. Because in that sense, I, I believe that you're purposely decreasing your value in general. Because you're basically saying, well, when you get with me, don't expect um, the sexual portion of this relationship to mean anything other than, I mean, you're just another guy I slept with. And I mean, that is the case for men too. Men men have been around the way. They get with women and the, for the most part, I mean, you're not making anybody feel special from a sexual standpoint. Does that make sense? Yeah. I mean, you're, you're, if, you're, you're if fucking, everybody... you're not making love. Exactly. I mean, that's all you're used to. So if that's what I'm looking for, then you would serve no use to me in that, in that, in that, uh, on that side of the uh, relationship spectrum. Now, as far as personality goes, uh, I'm like you, like you said, personality is subjective. I think for the most part, I mean, she seems funny. If you're into funny women, I mean, that may be cool, but is being funny or charismatic is that a um is that something useful to you in your life? Is that something that you that you value or that you need in your life? Somebody that's always goofy, boisterous and loud, like you said, for me, I don't need that. I can care less about a person being, you know, happy go lucky half the time if I don't really feel like I'm a part of the reason that they're that way. It may sound selfish, but it's the reality like if they're happy because they're around me and they're, you know, boisterous cuz they're around me, cool. But if you're just a happy-go-lucky person, and it's because you're around men all day. Um, you've gotten a lot of uh, likes on Instagram, and you know, like that doesn't really mean much to me. Once again, it's not useful. It serves no value to me. Um, I'm saying all this to say that when you really think about it, your average Insta thought isn't useful. I mean, women talk about it all the time. What do you bring to the table? I mean. <laughs> I mean, just think about it. <laughs> these no, these I mean, 10,000 followers ain't going to do nothing for me. No. Is it, is it, it, does it serve as a credit somewhere? <laughs> like, is, is your attractiveness benefiting me in any way other than the fact that I look at you as eye candy? I mean, and once again, the same goes for, for popular men on Instagram. What purpose do they serve to most of the women that they're trying to, you know, that, yeah, women like these guys, but all in all, what is this person's true value? Like I was like I was telling um <clears throat> telling my homeboy Brandon, I was like, there are so many social media celebrities, men and women alike, that the market is flooded. I say you could take twenty of these Instagram models, put them in a room, I say you could put your regular ass in there, and you can put my regular ass in there and tell them this is all you have. You have to you, basically, basically is what the the bachelor the bachelor experience. You put so many in rooms like, all right, this is your chance at love, or this is your chance of success, and it's limited to this one little supply, this one corner. You're gonna come out ahead. The market is flooded, so you can sit there. You could for every one Instagram thotty that he could send me, I could send him ten back, and it's like the market is flooded because this is this is this is the age of attention. So they're out there in the tension, whether it's the mm -hmm. fitness, whether it's the bikini models, whether it's it's guys out there with the with the um, gray sweatpants on, the market is flooded. So you have to be more than a pretty face in the crowd because you're still in the crowd. 
So what you're saying is the reality, um, your value on the market um, nowadays is is solely is solely solely about looks. I mean, which is that fair to say? I mean, you can you can say that, or you can say it this way: the more looks, the better. If I if I'm only bringing looks, I'm I'm just going into the competition with the same thing everybody else has. Because everybody's gonna give you okay. a look. Okay. That's pretty much the purpose of this conversation. Is I mean, I know a lot of people out there have realized that, but I mean, I'm I'm right right now. I have a I have a huge mic. I have a huge microphone. Uh, not saying microphone. A huge magnifying glass. I'm looking at the game. I'm looking at the market, and um, I'm not really good at economics. But if I'm looking at it from an economic standpoint, and you talk about value, you talk about supply and demand. All right. When you think about the supply of just pretty faces out there, do you think that that is that there's a higher demand of pretty faces, or do you think that in the you know in the the big picture, like dudes actually want you know good women? Uh, the 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 demand is for good women, just just like women have the do demand you, for good to, for good men. I I would say I believe you. I would say I, I believe that. I would say I want that, that to be the truth. But I think, I think, when you really look at it, I would almost say that I think that just simply being a pretty face and having a having the curves and having all that bullshit, I'm thinking that that is truly in higher demand right now. I think, I think from a moral standpoint, like from a if you're like an honest guy, like you're like yeah, I want a good girl, whatever a good girl may mean. Meaning, well, for me, you can you can have the pretty face, the body, and you could be a good woman. But I think that simply having the body and all that and simply having the aesthetics is I think the demand on that is is being um I think it's being misrepresented somewhat. Like I think I think um too many men that do want good women per se and too many women that would want good men are are being uh they're being overlooked because what is being mainstreamed out to us and what's being you know constantly pumped in our faces just look good. Yeah, and I think now more. I think now more than ever, that is the case. I'm, I'm sitting there like thinking. You said, I mean, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. I'm sitting here thinking. I'm like, if I if I get Britney, we we're together. I show up at a party. Me and Britney show up at a party, and Bernice is there. Now there's another pretty face in in there. I'm not gonna look at Bernice because because I, I got Britney, am I? No, I'm gonna check Bernice out because Bernice bad too. Exactly. Shoot, I got, I got, I got Brittany and Bernice in here. Then um, somebody else. I, I, I don't know. Those were just two that came to mind. Keep up with them all. Yeah, somebody else comes in. So now I'm just, I'm just looking and looking and looking in the room. But if I walk in there with a woman that I value more than just her looks, I'm gonna look at Bernice. But then I'm gonna say, shit. But Bernice probably didn't hold me down when I was between jobs, and she probably wouldn't hold me down when I was between jobs. Fuck Bernice. She just looked be over there looking good. I'm good where I'm at. Because Brittany and Bernice know that they are in high demand. And the funny thing about it is when you look at it from a realistic standpoint, they're in high demand only because, once again, I believe it is misrepresented. They're in high demand because, really, they're low in supply. I am not going to go into Walmart and see a Brittany and a Bernice. It's not happening. And I, and I realized that when I got, when I, when I, as, as much as I go into the gym and I see women that, you know, I would say, yeah, these women are attractive. But 
when I look at the big picture, which is stepping out into the real world, stepping out into a, stepping out into an uncontrolled environment, meaning I'm just going to the mall, I'm going to HEB, going to Walmart, I'm just in the most random of places. When I go into these places, I do not see Bernice's, Britney's. I don't see these women on the regular. So once again, they are high demand women that are technically in low supply, and it's 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 weird because the women that are, in my opinion, in low demand tend to kind of gravitate towards the the mannerisms and the personalities and the uh they start wanting to move like these high demand women and the market just gets fucked up because it's like, man, you know, well, I'm out here shopping for diamonds and and you know, the rarest of jewels and it's a bunch of Kubrick's and Conians out here. And that's and I believe that's what the game I believe that's what the market is. I believe the market is and, and to 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 better uh, explain what I'm saying is, you actually have women out here that are you know natural beauties and they can you know they command this um, attention because of their sex appeal, and they don't have to necessarily do the surgeries and and they don't necessarily maybe have to be behind the filters, but those women are rare, and with those women being rare, it's almost like people are forgetting that and their minds are getting fucked up. So therefore, when dudes are out there actually surfing the market, they're looking for these diamonds in the rough and they're not realizing like, damn, like what you're looking for really doesn't exist at the palm of your hands like you thought it did. That's a that's a problem. That's why 45% of Americans are single. I know we're doing a bunch of rambling here, but that's what I want to get to. It's like the reality is everybody's looking at the market from a... Um, from uh, they're they're misled by the information that they're seeing on a regular basis, and they're not really looking at the the actual stats. Like the Britneys and the Bernices aren't out there like you think they are. Like I'm sorry, like your next door neighbor probably isn't Britney. She's probably not a Britney. So your next door neighbor's probably. So you saying so you saying our, our our standards are out of bounds, or or our morals are out of bounds. Morals, standards, men and women. I believe I believe, and 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 even with that being said. I said it on the last episode when we were talking about, you know, you know, heavier set women. The reality in America is we saw that we saw the data yesterday. America is fatter than it's ever been. You can push this vegan life on me. You can you can try to make me believe that everybody's living this healthier lifestyle. No, America is fatter than it's ever been. I mean, the, the chances of it getting any smaller. Uh, well, yeah, probably 40 Forty percent of the population had to probably go vegan then, and still they'd have to probably want they'd they'd have to get into the gym. And and, and then you even think you even think about that forty percent of the population goes vegan, the price of meat drops, the price of vegetables go up. <laughs> then All you, kind of shit. I mean, change. you barely can afford to be because, vegan right now, but then you increase the supply the demand for, for vegetables compared to the demand for cheeseburgers. The the economics. The, the economics changes. So yeah, and even like. Like you say, you'll see on, on Instagram, you know, you'll see the fitness community and the vegan community, and it's it's a small percentage. Oh, yeah, it is. Hey, it, it, it was a two... rated that. It was a two-hour wait to get into In-N-Out in Houston. Two hours. Think about that. You think How many of those people that you think were in that line were diehard fitness, like really was in the gym or in the gym four or five days a week? Probably a very small percentage. Very small. Because they just don't think the same. They don't tick the same. Like... Your your average person is is a is a your average American 
is a is a is a heavy drinker these days. They're they're probably on some type of antidepressant. They're they they're, they stay in the fast food lines. They're really not in the gym. You know, like come on, man. Like once again, we're on we're on these social media platforms and we're we're making it to where we see what we want to see. Like and a lot of us want to see beauty. A lot of us want to see things that look good. Is if we're not looking at jokes, we want to look at you know close family members. And then after that, what are we looking at? Fine people, and the, and that's We're what the, at good looking people, and that's what the app does. Like Instagram curates your searches and and who you look at and the pages you. Oh yeah, you. I see you look at a lot of fitness stuff. So when you go to the explore page, you're gonna see a lot of fitness stuff here. And that's where the convolution starts. You're you're constant. You 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 go out, and 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 you think that's what you're about to see, and you're like, what the fuck? I don't. I'm not seeing that. It's, it's not mean, out here in the public. Again, like, no, it's it's. Because at the end of the day, it is not, it's not average and it's not common. What you're going to see on average is average bodies. With men, you're going to see dad bodies. With women, you're going to see, I guess you could say mom bodies. You're going to see, you know, depending on the age group, like that's what you're going to see because they, it's a rare breed. The, you know, and it's, and, and to me, the rare breed, you know, they should feel special, but it's sad when the rare breed carries themselves like a Britney because it, because it, because that's, I think that's the that's the hard part, and that's why I feel like in the back of my mind, I want to believe a guy that has low self esteem, narcissistic. He sees a Britney, whatever. But I also believe that it's a nice guy out there. It's a real good guy out there, so to speak, that'll see a Britney and be like, "Oh, I could change this woman," because his conditioning is was was the the type of conditioning he had probably growing up. His view on women is, you know, hey, like. They just need a good guy to set them straight. And that's not the reality, man. Like, uh, my, I'm a firm believer in, and I've always believed this, like, you can't turn a home into a housewife. Like, like why, why, why does somebody have to come and tame a wild horse? Why does why does a good woman have, why does it, oh, yeah, it's going to take a good woman to get him to settle down. Why? He, no, he, he belongs to the streets. Why is it going to take a good she, guy to make her settle down? Why? She belongs to the streets. Exactly. Let, let them run loose. Yeah, let, I, I feel let like, them collide in each other because when those street people collide with these good people, they turn them out. I, I, I rarely hear I rarely hear of a street person getting with a good person and they become good. But the street person will come dog that good person and it turns them out. It's like, well, why the fuck am I trying? This is what the population is like. Why am I trying to be good we out see here? It every day. We see it every day, man. Modern, modern, modern times are... Are 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 swa- are they're swallowing up the the good people, quote unquote, and they're spitting them out, and and everybody's starting to look the same. Once again, forty five percent of the game, like forty five percent of Americans are single, and it's a struggle out here. The dating apps, all that shit, ain't helping. It's a struggle out here. Bro, the, and, da- and the, the dating apps, is, the I mean, dating app is like, let me just herd in these rejects. Honestly, and it's and it's it's it's, 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 a, it's a weird. And no, it's really it's different from that. Out here, go ahead. No, I said it's a weird type of narcissism out here, though. But no, go, go finish what you were saying. It's like the dating apps is like, okay, let me just put everybody together. And hell, Instagram is a dating app, if you want to be real about it. Facebook has a dating app, which I just figured this out like three days ago when somebody was telling me. Like, oh, it's like, that. let me just put people together that are already together. 
Like, I'm here. You see how I interact on social media. But, okay, we're not friends, so let me just see, you know, get these randos and, you know, hey, fill out these questions about yourself that don't apply because you're just out here trying to get attention. You're trying to you're trying to bait somebody in. This this profile is bait. It's, you're, it's just here for it's just here for you to reel me in, for me to reel you in into some bullshit. And for the socially awkward, it, it makes it even easier because we got people out here that just don't have they don't have game. So they let they're gonna let they're gonna let the uh, the, the the dating apps do the work for them. And um, I mean, hey, it is what it is. And it's not even about having you know, game because you you get there you say you 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 hit a strike on this on this dating gap you get there in person. What's up? Got to flex. You, you got to be able to execute. You got to keep that same energy, boss. Yeah, you really do. You really do, and that that's that's something that's uh, with the horror stories I've heard about dating apps and dating app dates or whatever you want to call them. Um, yeah. They they don't they don't they don't send the work out too well and um everybody knows me I've said it many times if you've been listening to the No Boundaries podcast I'm not an advocate of dating apps I think it is weird I think um I think um you know do what do what works for you but I don't think that you know finding true love on a dating app is the way to go I think most people on dating apps know why they're on dating apps and with the hookup culture that we're in I mean hey it is what it is enjoy it while it lasts but just know that um a huge part of you is going to um, regret that time that you've wasted on dating apps. And I mean, who am I? <laughs> who am I? But no, I mean, I, 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 I thought, I thought Brittany, what Brittany said was interesting. It caught my attention. I, uh, you know, like I say about most of the shit, I mean, I'm to the point where when I say this, I mean, I genuinely say it like, I don't hate anybody. I, you know, live y'all lives, do what y'all want to do. You know, y'all gonna follow who y'all want to follow because that's what y'all do. I'd rather not follow anything I don't believe in. Uh, I'm not pushing my ideals on you. Then do what you want to do, man. But um, while I observe, man, I I I I observe things that just kind of you know I like to bring up to No Boundary Podcast because it makes me uh makes me kind of laugh a little bit. Kind of like this obsession with watching um movies about uh. How do I say this? This obsession with watching movies that, you know, people feel like, oh, I'm gonna watch this movie because they these people look like me. I just kind of think that's still a weird a weird phenomenon these days because I just I think I don't think that they I'm watching a movie with people that look like me, but does that mean quality? No, not necessarily. It's, but but but, but go at, on. But at, it is. But in this day and age, it kind of feels like it automatically means quality now. Like, yeah. I can't even say shit is overrated anymore because I think people are rating the things the way they genuinely feel about it from a standpoint of they're already going to rate it high based on the fact that I'm looking at people that look like me. So it's like, who am I to say that they're overrating something? They've rated it how they want to rate it. So, I mean, it is what it is. I, I still think that a lot of this mentality is kind of cornballish. It's the truth. Like, No, no, you're right. You're absolutely right. And, and, and we, can, I mean, we can take it to our favorite actor. Michael B. Jordan. Oh, Jesus Christ. Bro, whether it's Creed, whether it's the awkward moment, whether it's Fruitvale Station, Michael B. Jordan is the same person. He low-key is, man. Could you could you you tell the difference between um Denzel in Man on Fire and the difference between Denzel and Remember the Titans? 
different person. Yeah, Michael yeah, B. Definitely. Jordan is the same person. And I mean, yeah, and, he really and, is, it, yeah. and like he takes he takes roles where it's cool for him to be the same person. The the, yeah, clue, yeah, yeah, the yeah. kind of slightly clueless muscle guy. Like he he takes Honestly. those roles like even in Fantastic Four, he was kind of slightly clueless muscle guy. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, Just, he knows you know. his he knows his type and his his casting. And like I was watching Raising Dion on on Netflix, and he was a scientist that was still a slightly coolest muscle guy. And like, I, I no <laughs> no knock about uh, Michael B. Jordan. Like, you know, I love the yeah, Creed money, series, you know, and everything. I'm not I'm not checking this man's pockets, but just and it's just kind of like you know. And we all have our favorite stars, you know. Some people might say Will Smith's the same guy. That's cool, you know. You don't like Will Smith, whatever, what have you. But to me, it's kind of like Will Smith ain't put out a good movie in two years. He what was bright since the Netflix joint. I hated that movie. You did. So I, yeah, I didn't like that movie. What's the last Will Smith but, movie but, you like? But if I'm a man, shit, I'm be honest with you, bro. I mean, when I really sit and think about it, I guess Bright would probably have to be it because, uh, man, he ain't put out nothing on the big screen. I'm on the big screen. Collateral. I can't memorize his cat. What? Collateral. Was it was it collateral with the with the the holiday movie. movie where 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 they was trying to like tell tell him that he they were ghosts or whatever? I forget. I ain't seen that one. I, I don't know, but I, I just know I saw my, the last three uh, Will Smith movies I've seen. I ain't like them, and that Gemini Man was awful. Uh, Gemini Man was awful. You can't pay me to watch Aladdin. My fool ass thought watching Lion King was gonna be a good idea. I turned that shit off halfway through. That shit was awful. Like. Shh. Like I said, I ain't like Bright. Didn't like Suicide Squad. So I mean, I'm be you know, I don't mean to get off. Oh yeah, get Collateral off Beauty. Oh uh, shit, I ain't seen that one. After Earth, uh, to see what these latest ones are. I like, I like After Concussion. Earth. And he was he. I ain't seen Concussion. What was that? 2015. Yep. Or 14. 15. Okay. Yeah. That uh, yeah Concussion. Yeah, I'm pretty sure Wilson. And I, the reason I'm saying this is. Low key, Will Smith be Will Smith too, though. And, and last few <laughs> Will Smith be Will Smith, bro. Like his his range is kind of, eh, I don't know, bro. And he 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 commands a lot of attention, but I'm I question that. If you want to throw that overrated word around, lately he has been in situations where I could definitely say he's overrated. But that's just me, though. But no, man, you know, continue on your Michael B. Jordan rant. I just oh no, no I mean that, I mean, I mean that was that was the end of it. Like you know, we celebrate. You know, like you said, is it quality? It's not necessarily quality. Like, you know, hey, you know, Michael B. Jordan, successful black actor. Kevin Hart, successful black actor. Kevin Hart's the same person in every movie, too. But, I mean, I kind of expect that from a comedian. Yeah. But, you know, The Jim Rock, the Rock Perry, is man. the same movie, and the same person in every single movie. That nigga the same <laughs> motherfucking person, bro. And they just, that's what I'm, that, and that's why I'm saying this. It's weird to me. How we just basically in this echo chamber now, where it's like, I'm like, bro, y'all really seeing the same thing I'm seeing? Cause I don't see what they see. I understand this is all, you know, everybody got different tastes, you know, you know, some people, you know, uh, and and, and, and you're and you're deep into like, the cinematics too. You're you're yeah, you're more I mean, than I mean, you're I mean, more than just the average movie watcher. I, that's how I feel. That's why I had to tell Keith. I'm like, you know, I'm not, you know, trying to be arrogant or nothing, but. I'm sorry, man. The way y'all watch movies is is strange to me. Like, 
they was they was I'm sitting here watching what they talking about with the Irishman, and I'm like, I don't know if y'all just figured out who Martin Scorsese was when he started talking about the MCU, but uh, he did make Wolf of Wall Street, and Irishman doesn't even come close to Wolf of Wall Street. Like, I'm sorry, it doesn't. Like, I'm like, I'm sitting here like, bro, this dude made Goodfellas in Casino. He made The Departed, and y'all talk about the Irishman. To me, the Irishman was. I mean, it was it was your average mafia flick, and I think if somebody's if somebody's introduction to mafia flicks was the Irishman, I think they could probably walk away from that feeling like eh, it was okay. I mean, it it it, it brought some historical value. The mm-hmm. acting was solid, but from the from the most part, I mean, go back to 1991, it was making that same quality of mafia flick. That's what was interesting to me. I'm like, <laughs> Joe Pesci is the just... same person in every movie too. I haven't watched the Irishman yet, but I'm. A thousand percent sure Joe Pesci is going to be the same person. This was probably the most calm Joe Pesci has ever been in his acting <laughs> career. That bothered me too. I'm like, you didn't even really get Joe Pesci at his range. Like, I'm sorry, Joe Pesci in, in Casino was something serious. Yes. But I even I even say all this to say, I mean, I haven't seen Queen and Slim yet, which obviously, you know, that's what I was talking about. But, um, I was looking at one of uh, one of my uh, one of the uh, Twitter guys that I like, man, and like I like the fact that he labeled it. Um, he la- he said, man, he was basically saying, man, black people love trauma porn. <laughs> and I was like, bruh, like if that ain't the truth, like man, twelve years of slave, precious, you know, just these movies to I mean. These movies to me, like once again, I ain't seen Queen of Slim. Might be a good movie, might not be, but it's just like, why is that what is capturing our attention? Once again, we talk about value here. What type of value does Queen, a movie like Queen of Slim, just based off the plot, like Twelve Years a Slave, Harriet, like what value does that really bring, even from an entertainment standpoint? Like, I just, I just wonder. Like, I mean, and once again. To be labeled as trauma porn really makes sense. Cause like you're not going in there with the expectation of seeing like a black Superman. Like you're going in there knowing some fuck shit about to go down and you're really you're you're looking you're gonna be looking at black a black person on the screen from a standpoint of a victim. He's oppressed and you're gonna be feeling sorry for him. Like I'm guessing twenty one bridges may have been better from a perspective of I mean, at least you get to see the black guy be a hero. I mean, I guess you know, Black Panther kind of gave me that, but then you look at movies like Us and Get Out. It's like, damn, like you don't see a you don't see a highly po- you don't see a highly positive place for a black person in these movies. It's usually pretty traumatic. Are we like kind of as hold a community on, like on, obsessed on. with that? I will never forget that I missed that the internet was calling Black Panther nigga cat. I hate <laughs> so much that I missed that. <laughs> No, I never know about that either. That's crazy. Though. That would have made the movie that much more enjoyable knowing that they were calling him nigga cat. But yeah, yeah like you really... like you say, 21, 21 bridges, it's like there's no there's no I guess you could say black man's plight. Like he, he comes mm-hmm. in, he's I mean, there's a little there's a, you know, but yeah, I'm not gonna give it away. But it, it it's it's decent. Like there's no there's no tragedy throughout the whole month the, the whole movie of Oh, they're impoverished, or you know, he's just this drug kingpin of you know. There's none of that going on, and like even personally, like 
I don't like seeing, I don't, I don't like seeing, I've never seen 12, 12 years a slave, never watched Django in its entirety. I, I have little desire to see Harriet. I, I think I watched Birth of a Nation by accident. Like I wasn't planning on it, but then I, you just happened to see it. Cause like, I'm tired of, and, and, and this is white people reminding us about slavery. Because uh, somewhere yeah, up no. top, this got approved by some white people. <laughs> oh, it no, was a white a white person uh, actually wrote this. Uh, actually wrote the movie for Lena Lena Waith. Lena, that's her name, Lena Waith. Mm-hmm. And uh, she just he was basically just on some like you know I don't think I could put this movie out. So I mean it was not. Now he didn't write the movie, but he gave her the idea, um, and she ran ahead, took it, and uh, ran with it along with the. Um, Forgot the other lady's name, but I think she she's a she has ties to Beyonce. I think she she's directed some Beyonce videos or some shit. But uh, yeah, I mean it wasn't wasn't even a, a, a original idea that came from a black person. And if, and even talking to my um, aunt and uncle over the weekend, they was they had no desire to see um, Queen and Slim because they know, because they know the ending's gonna be bad. Yeah, I mean. It's just uh, they, they. I saw that they were like kind of like saying, you know, like stop trying to compare it to Bonnie and Clyde and blah blah blah. Seeing like white Twitter and black Twitter going at it, and I'm like, I mean, at the end of the day, Bonnie and Clyde, they were real people that caused havoc from Texas to Louisiana. This is a real story, and if you and if you you know read the read the I read the book about Bonnie and Clyde like back in the 20s, like you know people embraced them like they were celebrities. Yeah, and that's back in the. The John Dillinger, the uh, the, uh, the 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 real Scarface uh, era, you know, of you know your Al Capone, your Frank Nitti, like these people were embraced. Like these people were outlaws that, although they were, they were evil. I mean, they were loved like Ted Bundy was. Like American culture has always kind of been um, okay with opening arms to the bad guy. I mean. That's that's what we've been doing for ages. So um, to see them like trying to force, I think that I think once again, I always say this. I may not say it on on air a lot. I do believe that you know current current black the current black society has a um, a sort of like not necessarily a fetish, but I mean like we crave white spaces. I mean you you see it like like. You got you got some of us that just kind of like you know, hey, fuck it, it is what it is. And then you got some people that are like, they 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 pretend to be pro-black, but almost everything that they do, there's a little underlying of it that kind of makes you feel like, damn, like, are you only doing that because white people do it? You know, from a traditional standpoint, you just want to prove that you can do it too. And that's kind of how I feel with Clint Queen and Slim. It's like, oh well, it's a decent ideal, but it's like, we don't ever have to put uh a black girl and a black man in a spotlight of Bonnie and Clyde. We can be better than that. That's kind of how I see it. But once again, I haven't seen the movie not being negative about it. I just think it's weird that it's almost become like this trend that it just hasn't died down. And it seems like it, it, it causes this, this divide instantly because of the fact that, I mean, you got some people that are like, they actually crave, a good cinematic experience and they could care less about skin color and shit. Then you got other people that are just like, Hey, it's all about, it's all about skin color. It's all about demographic. You know, it's, that's what, that's what I'm here for. I just want to, I just want to, I want to, I want to make sure that, you know, my people are, are being supported. And it's like, oh, yeah. okay, well, it's plenty of other ways to support your people, but I guess, <laughs> I guess whatever you say. Man. Yeah. But, um, it's just, it's just weird, man. It's, we got a lot of weird shit going on. 
and I was reading this article the other day, and I was so pissed off because I was reading it, and I didn't save it, I didn't bookmark it, and I just couldn't find the exact article. But did you know that there has been a trend in America for like the last four or five years of men letting their wives cheat during the holidays, like kind of like a hall pass? Excuse me, what? It's like you get this hall pass to cheat for the holidays. Oh, do I need to repeat myself? It's it's get, been get becoming get? like a norm. <laughs> Let me tell you, it's a norm for men, husbands, to give their wives this hall pass to cheat during the holidays because apparently um, that's kind of becoming a norm in itself for people to cheat more during the holidays in general. How do you feel about that, young sir? I'm so confused right now. And and You're I have questions. About... I have questions. It's, it's kind of like, so does this mean like men are cheating throughout the year? So it's kind of like, all right, babe, I'm going to let you get your back during the holidays. Is is that how it's no. going? No, like no, this needs to be. It's just simply two people in a relationship. They're they're married, and um, the you know the husband is like you know hey you know it's the holidays you know I know it's gonna you know I, maybe the husband's saying you know I'm gonna be busy probably gonna be on the road a lot who knows he's just like hey I'm just giving you this you know this hall pass and you know you can get you one go out with your girls you know have you a you know a sexual exploit it's cool for the holidays only and then after that we just everything just goes back to normal. Nah, man. This is, this, nah, man. This is the thing. Nah, man. You're not cool with that, bro? Nah, man. The girl can't get a hall pass? She just get, want a hall pass, God, I, She can't get a hall pass? I can't get no hall pass. Why are we even in this together <laughs> if you're trying to fuck somebody else? Like, I was I was talking to Chris yesterday, and he told me, he's telling me, he's like, you know, every person that you sleep with, you take a bit of their soul with you. Like, you have, you have these bodies on you, and these are physically bodies. And... And it and it desensitizes you to that experience, like like you said, you know, watching porn desensitizes you from what a sexual react a sexual interaction should be. So you have yeah, these, definitely. you have the you're out, you're out here having a bunch of casual sex and you're putting these souls on your body. You're watching a bunch of porn and it's desensitizing you from what sex should really be. So at the end of the day, it's kind of like it doesn't matter. It just becomes and and we know how I feel about about sex and just casually having sex and. And so now, now it just doesn't matter. So your gift is like, hey, just go casually, you know, give something that you've committed to me to somebody else. I'm allowing you to go do this. No, man, man. that takes it back to that takes it back to Miss Brittany Renner. Like we we've we've come so we we've come so far in the civilization that I'm I'm baffled at the fact that people just don't accept things for what they are. And the reality is what you and Chris were talking about is very, very true. Like that's real. Like you just, you, you're not just out here casually having sex the way you think you are. Like it just ain't happening. Like fuck all the, I caught feelings. Now, listen, you have to understand that for everything that you do in your life, there are consequences to it. And if you think going out and having sex with 50 little guys or 50 little women, is not going to weigh heavy on your soul as you try to bond or get into a monogamous relationship, you are sadly mistaken. And once again, that's why the 45% number will rise in America. It will, because people do not realize that there will be consequences for your actions. I don't care what your religious beliefs are. I don't care, 
you know, you know, how you feel about, you know, sexual liberation. Like a lot of that stuff was never designed to push humanity in a direction that was healthy, especially mentally. That's why a lot of us, a lot of us are in a position that we are now when it comes to like, damn, like it sucks being alone, but it's like, damn, guess what? You're born in this era where people don't really see, people don't value what you have to offer if it ain't between your legs. If it ain't between your legs and it doesn't come with an appealing shell, who cares? That's why, that's why, that's why I firmly believe that it's an, it's, it's an obscure demand for something that we don't have a huge supply of and nobody really recognizes it. I mean, in, 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 even with saying all that, I don't really believe that we stay in a monogamous society like people want to believe we do. I believe it's very, I believe it's a very small fraction of society that really truly believes in monogamy. But I mean, plain and simple. Because, you know, there's there's gray areas in that monogamy, but, you know, I, I agree with it. Like, I don't feel like too many people are truly monogamous. Like, you know, you you know they when you're be. you know when you're interacting with somebody and they have the slightest bit of interest in you. You know this. And if you continue to interact with that person, it's not monogamy. When you give somebody a hall pass, you are not practicing monogamy. If you cheat on your husband, you cheat on your wife, you are not pra- practicing monogamy. If you are in a relationship, and you step out a few times, you're not practicing monogamy. And once again, not saying you're a bad person. I'm just saying the reality is. Yeah, y'all might be cool with that, but by definition. But the reality is America as a whole, once again, when we're looking at the market, we are confused. We're we're telling everybody, you know, I believe in monogamy, you know, oh, you know, I want to get married. I but everything that you do. All your actions, the way you execute, the way you live, your morals do not in any way align with the belief system that says monogamy should be upheld at the highest, at the highest of relationship values. I don't see it. No, not not, not, not in this day and age. Yeah. When you're out there having sex with 50, 11 people, it makes no sense. In that moment, you have to realize something. I'm sorry. I'm going to simplify it once again. If I go 50 days straight and I smoke one cigarette a day and then on the, on the 51st day, like, am I just going to be able to say, you know what? I ain't smoking cigarettes no more. Like it doesn't work. The mind doesn't work like that. Everybody can't do that. I would actually say you're probably an anomaly if you can, because it ain't even about addiction anymore. It's about habit. So if you've made a habit out of being a whore, you made a habit out of being a dog, it's going to take some some detoxing, some intervention before you could just say, hey, I want to get into, rela- into a relationship, a monogamous relationship. That is not realistic. That is, that is, that's, that's my overall point. You got to change the it's way that realistic. you move and you just can't change it overnight. You're not going to run into somebody and say, all right, now I want to be in a monogamous relationship. No, there's, there's some changes you have to undergo prior to even trying to meet that person. Yeah. How can you get into a monogamous relationship these days? In my opinion, in such a polyamorous society, like we, we we're such a poly society that we just don't want to accept it. Like, 
You, you're, 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 how do I say this? You can even go to a polygamous cult. And the thing that you have to understand there is it's their firm belief. That's what they practice. And even then, they still, in a way, are more loyal <laughs> to their significant others compared to what our society is doing. Like, it's crazy to say, but if you think about it, it's like this dude have, has four wives. That's what he's dealing with. He got his four wives. By the time the by the time the fifth one comes around, if a fifth one comes around, I'm pretty sure they have practices in place. I'm pretty sure they have, you know, rules in place to where before this fifth one comes along, you know, things need to be said. Discussions need to be had. There, there's a vetting process. In our society. Yeah, we don't do that. And I, and that's just that's just an assumption. We don't do that. I mean, like I said, cheating is a norm now. Side pieces are a norm now. And um Shout out to the homie Chris because we actually had a conversation about this, and uh, you know, it's it's interesting how that conversation came to play, which I won't give you too much uh, information on that. But I know, in my honest opinion, I feel like I come from a standpoint of people move a certain way, like you said, um, and you know, I know quite a few gentlemen that you know that are married, and they you know they move in a way that's like you know, hey, like they married, there's no doubt about it. But then again, you know, coming from an honest standpoint, it's some people, the way they move, like, it's hard to tell. It's hard to tell. But that doesn't mean that they don't respect their marriage. It just simply means that they just move differently. It's In 2019, It's I don't even go out that much to the club or anything. I barely go out to bars. But it's, it's plenty of married men in the bar these days. Plenty of yeah. married women, too. For me, from a traditionalist standpoint, that seems kind of odd to me. So for me, I'm looking at it like, well, shit. They don't move like they don't move around like they're married. That's your value set. But but who am I to say that? Right. Yeah, but who am I to say that? I'm just saying that's just the reality. Like some niggas just move around in an odd way, and when you realize they're married, you be like, oh, for real? <laughs> like, I mean, it is what it is. I mean, hey, hopefully you know they doing the right thing, but you know some people just move differently, and I think American culture, the culture shift, has moved in a way that. Even I don't understand it, but for the most part, I've realized that if you consider yourself a traditionalist and you're trying to move like your parents were trying to move, you might you you, you probably go take a dub. Did I use that right? Yeah, I, Did I say yeah, that right? Sure, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you're probably gonna take an L. Let me just keep it simple. Can't, can't, can't you're probably gonna simple. take it. Yeah, you're probably gonna take an L, man. Like. It's, it's like I tweeted. Like you you people try to look for tradition relationships in modern times, it's it's or on modern on modern forms of communication. Like, no, you're not going to meet your like my grandparents been together since they were in their early twenties. You know, we're already in our thirties. You know that that doesn't happen as frequently anymore because you're led to believe you have so many more options, which you possibly do, but at the in same time, you do. And, but at the same time, those options can be a delusion too. Definitely. Because Definitely. You, although although you say, well, I may have more options for good shit, you also have more options for bad shit too. Yeah. Uh, my my thing is, as 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 the the, the stats are out there, the data is out there. I want to say they say like three three and four women in relationships basically are like successfully monkey branching, meaning. 
three or four guy, three or four win relationships, they have a backup plan if this relationship were happen to go awry. Like that's what's going on now. Like it's out there. Um, we can we can increase the sample size, whatever. But the reality is, the small sample size they have, it's 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 fair to assume that most people in relationships, and I'm not talking about marriage. I'm just talking about your everyday, your average relationship, quote unquote. I mean. Motherfuckers are monkey branching. And I think I think most people in relationships are probably going to be in, in a monkey branching type of situation until they get full-on commitment. But, and even then, that doesn't guarantee anything, but at least, you know, with that full-on commitment, you you um, you um lessen the chance of, you know, having to deal with, you know, infidelity. But that ain't always the case. Not always the case. Some that ain't pe- always the some, case. Some, some people give you a ring and cheat on you the same night. And that, that that's always been my big deal See, with commitment. Like the commitment that I would say most women look for is material. You know, oh well, you know, you know, there's no commitment here because I don't have a ring. Okay, if I put you put a ring on you, that's probably just gonna make you think about it less. Oh no, he gave me a ring. He, he's he's mine. He's definitely ain't out there wilding out. And niggas be out here wilding the fuck out because they know you're not checking for him anymore. Oh yeah, he bought me a ring. He put it on his Instagram. Sure, cool. Bitch is still gonna be in his DMs. Oh, that could have been me, huh? Yeah, just, just. I'd, ra- I'd rather, I'd rather give you, I'd rather you give me a spiritual time. commitment than a, than a materialistic commitment. Shh. Happy motherfuckers they ain't got no soul. Damn. But <laughs> let alone some spirit. But you and you and Liz had put me on one of them. Forums on Twitter where motherfuckers be telling them outrageous stories. Yeah, it wasn't the HBCU confessions, but you know, uh, either way, that reading that shit it puts you in a different mind frame too. Uh, but I got a uh, before we exit. I mean, I got a few more things I want to say. But I it was a tweet I got sent. It said, "You niggas suck at showing you care. No paragraphs, no roses, no surprise dates, nothing but disappointments." That is what the original poster said. Do you okay. know what the reply says at the bottom? The reply says, please date men that like you. <laughs> <laughs> Plain and simple. Plain and simple. It is. No, let me tell you something, man. Hey, no, I don't care how you try to slice it, man. I look at it like this, man. We talking, well, let's, we get, but we getting back to the market again. We're getting back to the dating market again, which is it's a lot of people demanding things that are in low supply, not realizing that it is a low supply. And y'all out here, y'all fucking with these guys, and y'all not seeing any of these signs in the beginning, but you waiting eight, nine, ten fucking months in to start complaining about some shit after you got tired of getting dicked down for all those months. Like, come on. If you ain't doing the proper shit in the beginning, don't wait. It's not just going to show up. In to start expecting these things. It's not. This is why red flags are important. That's why vetting process is important. Let's grow up now. Let's start. Let's stop pointing the finger at people for our dumbass decisions. Like we've all done it. Now let's let's move forward. Now it's the social media age seems to be breeding a different type of stupid. But come on now, like seriously. Niggas just don't become Romeo, you know, seven months in. If a nigga was just dogging you in and all he was getting was all he was doing was stealing your stealing your kid hot Cheetos and his Capri Suns. Damn. I mean, 
That's what he's gonna be doing seven months later. I'm sorry. He, he's not gonna wake you up one morning and, and and turn into um motherfucking whoever. Whoever. I don't even know. But he's just not gonna wake up this one day and become this guy. Unless he 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 cheated on you and he got caught and then all of a sudden he's trying to make amends. But then again, that's just the that's blueprint because it's temporary. temporary. Once he once everything cools back down, he's done. And y'all allow it. That's why value is important. That's why your usefulness is important. If you know what you're bringing to the table is 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 a highly sought after commodity, then hey, you know, flex. Do what you do. I guess be a Britney Renner. But if you know that what you have isn't really all that and like you just what you 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 own some media mocha, then you're probably gonna be treated as such. You you declare your value. That's the that's the cool thing about being a human. Like nobody, we're no longer slaves anymore. Like you can't you can't label me as three fifths of a human. Like I'm a whole ass human, and I know what I can bring to the table. Right. So, you know, I'm a, I'm a, I'm gonna do what I need to do, and that's why I don't care who you are. And I know we, I said this on the examples when um we were talking to Gunner. I was telling him, hey, like you need to make sure that you realize that they know that you're the catch. Well, that goes for the same as ladies too. Like everybody out here needs to understand that. If you are truly a catch and you know that you are high value, then act as such and don't put up with any less. Everybody sees that on the internet. They see that cliche shit. Act, you know, act act like you worth something. And if you don't act like you're worth anything, then stop bitching on the internet because we don't want to read that shit. <laughs> God, leave. Don't be a, don't, go, don't be getting out here telling us you putting up with foolery and getting mad at us about it. Like you dealing with it, you caused this. You why made that you, choice. You, <laughs> you made it okay not to get nah, roses nah, nah. and you, paragraphs and everything. You said that was okay. You really did with your actions. You you did. Speaking of um, stats and all kind of you know stigmaster. Anyways, let me let me put it like this. We were talking about. The uh, the Uber girl, the Ubers, the rideshare driver snatching on black women, and uh, I'm not gonna apologize or anything because I'm a horrible person. I don't feel the <laughs> need to apologize. apologize, but <laughs> but I did do some research on this, um, and I did find it interesting that uh, minorities are the ones getting snatched up a lot, and I still stand on what I say when I say. It's not really a principle of even ransom anymore. Because that's what I was thinking. I'm like, you know, people snatching up people. There may be some, some ransom shit. People selling kidneys and lungs and shit on the black market. Who knows? In actuality, a lot of the times, it be on some your, your uncle, your dad, your stepdad type, or your mom that snatched you up because of custody issues. That's what it is a lot of the times. And that shit gets swept under the rug. So once again... When we're talking about, you know, kidnapping and shit like that, and I know we're talking about rideshare drivers, I just, as I dug deeper into it, I realized the closest correlation that you could even get with rideshare drivers, if they are involved in any sex trafficking, the reason that they're targeting black youth between 16 and 22 the most, and even younger, is because if they are a part of a sex trafficking ring, they get a lesser sentence if they snatch up a minority, specifically blacks and Mexicans. That is why. Mm. Because if they get caught with if they get caught with little Becky, they probably doing life. If they get caught with little Wanda, they probably get five years. Wow. It's fucked up. But that that's is deep. deep that's, that's a deep thing that's too. That's the reality. 
and I and I when I when I saw that, I just I was like, shit, that's fucked up. But it still doesn't come from a standpoint, once again, of, in my opinion, of like a demand thing. Like they at that point, it's really desperation. You getting what you can get. You know what I'm saying? It's like, well, I'm gonna get this because it's I'm access it's uh, easily accessible. And if I get caught up, shit, I ain't really doing no time. A lot of drug dealers go through that phase too. They like, well, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta plug on coke. I gotta plug on weed. If I get caught with coke, I'm gone. I get caught with weed, eh, you know, I get caught with some Reggie. I ain't really doing too much time. Yeah. I'll move this coke, but I ain't gonna fuck with that crack. It's just it's it's when you're a criminal man, like I said, you you get in the mind state, you get in the mind state of a criminal, and you start thinking a little differently. I can't relate to those guys anymore, but you know, shit is fucked up out here, man. Niggas don't want to niggas don't want to be being a bing for twenty twenty five years on some bullshit, especially if it ain't a lot of big money involved. Just and ninety percent of it is some bullshit. It really is. You ain't really making no money. If you a middleman, you ain't making that much money. Your your money all right. Your money, all right. Depending on what type of, what's, depending on the line of business. But slightly better than nine to five money. Slightly, slightly. But shit, bro, that's all I got, man. I feel like we uh we've rambled on long enough, man. Did you get a chance to look at all the cities that fuck with us, man? In, uh, on the SoundCloud, man, because uh, I just wanted to have a moment, you know, where I shouted out the people that you know that fuck with us. I know, I, I know we obviously we see Houston, Texas on there. You know, shout out to Dallas, Texas. We get some Denver, Colorado. Uh, but I haven't had really had a chance to really just. I actually dive into I actually it. had I it pulled up earlier when you um when you mentioned that and it was on my iPad and then I had that closed down because I had started looking at the text and stuff on the phone and. But uh yeah I'll tell you right quick. Like we said we as always we appreciate those who listen and subscribe and provide the feedback and and all that other good stuff. But let's see. Let's pull up these top cities right here. Um, Houston, of course. Denver. New York. Dallas. Where the fuck is Buda, Texas? Shout out to y'all. Someplace Buda, in... Texas. <laughs> Port St. Somewhere, Florida. Cali fucking with Don't us tough. About y'all. That, nigga read, that nigga read like a fourth grader, but we'll, we'll really get y'all. Do. We got y'all. I really do. <laughs> I don't know why y'all be trying to have me read shit, but it is what it is. <laughs> But yeah, man, I mean, the love is everywhere, and we really do appreciate it. Spring, Texas, Tampa, Florida, Dallas, Texas, Ogden, Utah, Mumbai, India. Shout, shout out to Mumbai, India. Mumbai, all right, all right. Mountain View, Cali, Atlanta, right. GA, Chicago, you know, you know, something light, something light. That's cool, man. I like that, man. I, I feel like by the time we get to like episode three hundred, man, we we'll probably be crossing all fifty states. You know, it's it's a blessing to you know, you know, be in the cities that are fucking with us the way they do. But you know, you know, it, it's cool, man. Uh, but anyways, man, you got words of advice? You know, I got some words of advice, man. Um, you know, we started the last month of the year. You know, Capricorn season right around the corner. But going into the twenty. In the season. Going into 2020, I'm I'm encouraging everybody to um, stop accepting willingness and start accepting actions. Willingness means under the worst case scenario, they'd be willing to step in. Action means some they're going to do it right now regardless if it's the worst case or the best case. 
So start accepting actions and start letting the willingness go, go to the wayside because willingness is just, just hesitation and you don't need hesitation in your life. Man, I, I was hooping this morning, bro. Like we had some dudes out there that's some pretty good shooters, man. And they was hesitating a little bit the first couple of games, man. We was taking some L's just based on the fact that they wouldn't just, just shoot that bitch, bro. You already know, right, Jay? You a shooter, what you gonna do? You gonna shoot. Shoot, shoot, shoot. That's what I'm saying. So don't hesitate, man. So if you 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 don't hesitate, but also don't fuck with hesitation, because when somebody is hesitating with you, that means they're not sure about it. So my niggas that was you know hesitating, they weren't sure about they shot, so they didn't shoot it. But fuck, they should have just shot it. But uh, I like that. But either way, my words of advice: keep it short and simple. Uh, have the courage to be disliked. I've been, I've been hearing that a lot. You know, people. Some people ain't gonna fuck with you. Like I said, I know a lot of people don't like me, and it's, it is what it is. My circle's small anyway. True. And nine times out of ten, I don't fuck with you either. But uh, I mean, no, my I mean, no one any malice. I don't, I don't really fuck with a lot of people, and on, on the strength of you know, every time I try to talk to somebody new and you know try to get them to come into the circle, they they pretty much disappoint me and let me down. So I mean, I'm guessing in their mindset, they don't have a, they don't give a damn either. They don't mind being disliked by Willie F. So shit. Willie F got the same uh, same sentiments. I don't mind being disliked by them. Hey, fuck. I think that's perfectly fine. You know, everybody ain't for everybody. No boundaries ain't for everybody. It's not. But we appreciate it those who it is, is for. Yeah, honestly, honestly. Uh, but uh, how your fantasy looking, man? Uh, I think I'm gonna go two and one this weekend. I was I had snuck my way into the playoffs into the money league, but I I fuck around lose today, and be right back out. Okay. But okay. I I, 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 I own a lot of tiebreakers, so we'll see we'll see, see how it shake down. Okay okay, I think I may I think I may go two and zero this week. It's a lot of it's gonna come down to Russell Wilson and Metcalf tomorrow. Gurley actually doing me pretty good right now, but uh, I think Pat Mahomes probably finna put up like fifty, so that's gonna it's gonna be a bit of a struggle. He has sixteen uh, right now. He is 16 right now. I need him to throw two interceptions. <laughs> he has a passing TD <laughs> and a rushing TD. God dang. Well, I, balling. I don't need that. I do not need that. I, I need but that yeah, boy man, to uh, shout, out, shout, shout out to all the Brittany Renners out there, all the Bernices and all the all you other Insta thoughts, you know, doing y'all thing. Uh, I honestly can't wait for this phase to die. I really, I really, uh, I really think men and men and women, you know, I said it last episode. I think we just need to, we need to go in a different direction, if we truly do want to uh, get back to what humanity is known for. And I think, I think humanity is known for um, it's it's humane state of mind and not just operating in such a Sodom and Gomorrah type of way. But I think, I, I think our society lacks commitment and commitment, compromise, and communication. And the three C's. The three Big C's. Because you, 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 you're ready to run whenever you get ready to. Somebody don't do what you want, then you're ready to run, and you don't communicate at all. So. Yeah, I, I'm, I deal with that. I deal with that. But it's, it is what it is. And with that being said. This has been another rousing rendition of the No Boundaries podcast. We thank you for listening. But ever since the dawn of civilization... People have craved for an understanding of the underlying order of the world. There ought to be something very special about the boundary conditions of the universe. 
And what can be more special than that there is no boundary?